This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Debbins On Demand. It is Chris Debbins joined by my fiance, Ariel. Hello. Who I would really, I'd really like you to help me understand something. And I think there's going to be people on this podcast listening who need a little bit of explanation as well. And maybe some who agree with you. Okay, hit me. Why is it that some people oddly really enjoy hanging out on the floor? Oh, we're floor people. Yes. Yes, you're floor people. Yes. So... Was that not a good enough explanation for you? (laughs) You will often just like opt to sit on the floor. Uh There's perfectly good couches and you'll sit on the floor. I've seen you work on the floor. I've seen you work on the floor like next to my desk as if you were a dog just like hanging out like just like at my feet. You just like hang out at the desk sometimes. Uh You've done that. Not all the time. I've seen you nap on the floor. Mm -hmm. I've seen you take naps on kitchen floors. Kitchen floors are the best place to take naps. Interesting. And I've heard you call them, and I quote, cozy. (laughs) So for for people like me. I stand by that. For people like me who aren't floor people, can you explain to me the appeal when we have, we have, you are aware of of couches. Yeah, I've heard of them. You've heard of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the floor person thing to us? Yeah, I don't know. It's cozy. So... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's very grounding, literally. Okay. All right. That, that's a Get data it? point. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been holding on to that one? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since you brought up this topic of conversation. Um, but no, I really do. I do find it a little, like, I find it grounding. Definitely, if I'm feeling panicky, sitting on the floor is very helpful to me. Really? Yeah. I think, like, obviously, there's a difference between sitting on a floor where um, you can't put your, like, back against anything and when you can. You know, but sometimes mm, sure. you just like, I like sitting on the floor. Like it's, it's comforting. So the calming thing. There's something very calming about it. Can you, can you tell us more about why the floor is calming for you? What about it? I don't know. It just is. It just is. The grounding thing though, I think is where you're, you're onto something there. Yeah. With that. And I like working on the floor. I find I'm very productive when I'm working on the floor. Is it because we don't, you don't have a lot of like desk space in general? So you're like, oh, I have all the space now. Maybe that's definitely, that might actually be how it started now that you mention it. When I was in like middle school and high school, I was a big flashcard person. Like I'm a very visual learner. Okay. And so when I was studying, I'd have all my books and then I'd be making like color coded flashcards for mm-hmm. like history or Spanish class or whatever. And there definitely wasn't enough room on any like, table sure surface so i would take over basically the entire playroom mm-hmm. and i would just like sit in the middle of all my flashcards and like 
you know, like to make them like make them in piles and like organize them around me and all that right. kind of stuff. Right. So I did, I think I did a lot of my homework back in the day on the floor. So that's, probably part of why I feel like I think very well like if I need to write something and I need like just like heads down focus time floor I find the floor is very nice whereas like being at my desk I don't know I get distracted like what's your favorite type of floor Mm, I do like a kitchen floor yeah I know people can't see me right now but I'm like (laughs) what but like not a tile one like tiles are very like ours like ours Ours where ours is like wooden what's like fake wood yeah but yeah my parents is wood uh-huh. The napping in the kitchen thing started one time I was very sick when I was younger mm-hmm. and I had a fever, but I didn't realize I had a fever and the dishwasher was running and you know how the dishwasher like emits like a warmth kind of under it. Oh no, I don't because I'm six foot two <laughs> and I don't hang out next to the okay, dishwasher well, underneath. It, it does because it's steaming. Right. Okay. And so I just remember like assuming the fetal position in front of the dishwasher and it was just so wonderful. I, and then the time I napped on our floor was after one of the COVID like vaccines. Last year, yeah, you got the booster. And yeah, I was making our holiday liquor, which is a whole separate thing, um, called Krupnik. And yeah, and you mm-hmm. you napped on the floor, which by the way, was pretty dangerous because there was a lot of like boiling pots of liquid. Yeah, but it was just it was really nice down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think there's two reasons why I have trouble understanding it. And I and I want to just also clarify. I've met other four people. You're not alone. I know. Yeah, you know. There's like, there's a, like a Facebook group of you guys, like you. Yeah, Red, yeah, yeah. Reddit.com slash floor people. Okay. Um, the two reasons that I think that I could never be a floor person is a I have a very bony butt, so sitting mm. on the floor is painful for me. We like we have anytime I sit on the floor, I need like a pillow. Otherwise, I'm going to be sore the next day. Yes, I bring my own cushion. Yeah, you have a little more cushion in that department <laughs> uh, than I do. And the second thing is, I don't love germs. So all, all I, I can't help but thinking when, I, like, if I'm on the kitchen floor, how clean is this? People are walking on here with their bare tootsies, you know. And you're like, don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Don't care. You are. So the other I'm thing not too like a is, public floor person. I'm very glad to hear that. <laughs> um, this is so. When, when, you know, I, I was thinking about this as I was thinking of things we're going to talk about today. Um, people in, uh, in a lot of Asian countries, I think Japan in particular, do like sleeping on uh, mattresses traditionally that are on the floor. They like sleeping mm-hmm. closer to the floor. Um, maybe you should move to Japan. Maybe. Perhaps. Um, my first post-college apartment, mm-hmm. it kind of started because I just hadn't bought a bed frame, I think. But I ended up having a, like, I had a mattress on a box spring, mm-hmm. but, like, no bed frame for years. So, like. Yeah, why do we need box springs? If anybody who listens to this podcast is, like, a bed engineer or works at, like, any kind of mattress store, why do we need the box spring? Do we need the box spring? That I could not tell you. Does it keep the bed firmer or are they just trying to get more of our money? I have no idea. Probably both. I have no idea. But I did have a box spring, but the box spring was directly on the floor. Okay. And the mattress was on that. So I was still okay. like quite low to the ground. Okay. And I liked that. Okay. Do you not like that our bed is uh, on the ground or above the ground? No, I'm like fine with We're it. We're above ground. I'm just saying that that I did sleep pretty low to the ground for like four years. Technically, it is probably cooler on the floor since hot air rises mm-hmm. in the summer. I get very hot when I sleep. You really do. You admit, I, I think it's maybe 250 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. 
you are boiling. You are. I I used to joke that I needed oven mitts to touch you. <laughs> like that sounds really sexual to touch. No, but like like I would like very hot. Yeah. My mom um, tests if I'm tired based on how hot my body temperature is. She will do that if you're if you're getting if you're dozing off after uh, after dinner when we're over there. Your mom will touch your forehead and be like, oh she's getting tired all right. <laughs> and it's like well I don't know I feel like me dozing off probably yeah, was a little right. indicative of that but right absolutely absolutely. <laughs> um, I I've entered this point in my life changing subjects a little bit here, uh, and I wonder you know if this is common. I've been leaving, and I feel more compelled to leave reviews for things. Is this a symptom of turning 30 where I just feel like people want my advice now? I've reached yeah, a certain you're age. old and wise. I've got the experience now. You want to hear what I have to do or I have to say. So we just got a, we just got a patio put in. And um, after the patio was done, they sent us, they sent me a text and it was like, oh, leave us a Google, re- Google review. And I'm like, I will. I will leave you a Google review. I, I will. I will put every single detail out there. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I would have even considered doing that a few years ago. We went to, we took a trip uh, earlier this year too, and I left reviews all over the place. Yeah, you did. I feel like- What is going on? I, nothing's changed for me with turning 30. Um, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Well, with my, my review leaving habits. But I find I'm more compelled to leave a review if I relied really heavily on the reviews. Oh, like a take a penny, leave a penny thing? I mean, kind of. Like, I'm not going to leave- I'm not the kind of person who's like necessarily going to leave a review after like every time I go out to eat or something like that. I don't do that. I haven't gotten But there. I definitely like leave thorough reviews for like Airbnbs because I read reviews for Airbnbs. Airbnb, doesn't Airbnb make you leave a review? They're if like. If you want to see your review, yeah. Oh, I thought or you just had like to. That. I'm kind of a rule follower, I mean, so when they tell me to do it, I'm like, okay, fine. I don't know. You definitely don't have to like type out a bunch of stuff, but like no. I'll leave like pretty detailed because so I'm like, I. I actually read those when I'm going to book something. Right. And then. And I feel like the patio kind of falls into this next category that I'm going to mention, which is like vendors. Mm-hmm. So like, we, like we're getting married. Um, huh? I don't know if you knew. <laughs> I got to check my schedule. <laughs> um, and when picking a lot of like the vendors, like our photographer and like, um, like caterer, we didn't have much of a choice, but still like mm-hmm. I wanted to like make sure that I liked it, whatever. Like I spent a lot of time reading reviews on like, all that like hair and makeup, sure, like sure. whatever. So like definitely afterwards, I'm going to leave reviews, mm-hmm. good or bad. Pay it forward. Because like brides and grooms rely so heavily on that. Because sure. otherwise you're just scrolling through like hundreds of pages of pictures that all kind of look the same. This is going to sound like I'm like full of myself, which I'm not. But I, I guess I wish like, so when I'm reading reviews, I hope that these people are like me and like, I see myself as a sensible person. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I have to, if I want other people who I feel like, you know, are sensible to believe in reviews, I see myself as a sensible person, yeah. which I, maybe I'm not, um, need to also leave reviews. Yeah, I agree with that. I do take certain, like, I do read reviews sometimes when I'm online shopping too. And sometimes I have to take those with a grain of salt because people will give like a two star review for a dress. And then like their comment will be like, didn't fit. And I'm like, well, that's reviews to, to be honest, indicative, though, but sometimes things will come and it'll be like, this was see-through and I'll be like, that's helpful. I don't want that. Does it ever drive you nuts though? You're trying to find something on Amazon. It's not something, it's not like a dress. It's like some, it's like, I don't know, like sweatbands or like something like you just not that important. And you're reading reviews. You just want to see, oh, you see all oh, five stars and you scroll down and everyone's there's like, good, good, good. And then there's one person that's like, oh, 
all of my hair fell out when I put this on. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. And then you move on to the next one and something else like that happens. And it feels like now buying sweatpants, which used to take me, you know, like I would be in Walmart and be like, oh, I need that. Throw it in the cart uh, is now 45 minutes of my work day. Yeah, but you're ridiculous. I've never seen someone read all the reviews as thoroughly as you for anything. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yes, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. You. Osmosis. Yeah. Nuts. Uh-huh. Seeing me go through the reviews. Yes. Yeah. It stresses Oof. me out. <laughs> I feel I feel anxiety just thinking about it. I feel anxiety just thinking about it. Right. We should move on. But if more people like me do it. No, no. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> next, next topic. Um, does every neighborhood. So did you have a neighbor? Did you have a dentist in your neighborhood growing up that you went trick or treating to and who gave out toothbrushes? This popped into my head as I was thinking about Halloween past no, for me. No, I think my family was the bad family on the street. My mom refused oh, to give out sugar. What did she? What did she give out? We, Flour? Like what did she give out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clumps of you? No pencils. <laughs> so okay, so okay. <laughs> let, let me rephrase my sentence. Dentist is a placeholder for the person who gives out the thing that the kids don't want. Yeah, so that was my family. Right. So your mom gave out pencils. Uh-huh. Sharpened? No. Number two. Probably, yeah. Probably they too. always had like Halloween decorations on them and stuff. Sometimes pretzels, but usually pencils. See, the, the dentist thing and the pre- uh, the, the, pencil, <laughs> the pencil thing, um, as a kid, that drove me bonkers because I didn't want that. Now, as an adult, I, I would love a free pencil or a free toothbrush. We don't even have a pencil sharpener in the house. We do. I have one in my desk right oh, okay. here. Okay. Yeah, kidding. I do. I, do. Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, that's half the reason I go to the dentist now as it is, is because like they give you the free toothbrush, they right, give you yeah. the free floss. I need a refill. We've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, wow. So yeah, your mom was the, did, did kids ever complain on your street to you? Did anyone? I don't remember, but I know yeah. even, so my street is pretty small, but it backed into another street that in general, just like was a whole neighborhood that gave much better stuff. Sure. So we'd always like pop over to that neighbor. Like my friends didn't really trick or treat even like on our own street. They knew to avoid your house. Well, I don't know that they knew to avoid my house, but Uh we all knew we'd get better stuff if we hopped, you know, to the neighborhood next door. Yeah. There were kids who we lived in a pretty good neighborhood for it, but there were kids who would do our neighborhood and then their parents would drive them to another neighborhood. Mm. And yeah. No kid needs that much candy. No. No kid. Whatsoever. Um, there's also, I've, we've talked about this at length, actually. I won't mention this again. Uh, I was going to say, the, everyone has a neighbor who like takes it too far. I can't stop thinking about the neighbor I had who used to like, had a fake chainsaw yeah, yeah. and like chase kids around. Um, I also wonder, do other people have backup Halloween costumes? Probably. Just in case. So I have I have this, um, and we have our Halloween costume set this year, but that wasn't always the case for me. I used to like really agonize about like what am I gonna be? Mm-hmm. Especially when it was more of a more of a social thing. Now we're at this we're at this age where it's like any any excuse just to get together, yeah, you don't have to try. But like we used to go to parties where it was like, oh, like you have the best costume and like mm-hmm. you know all that stuff, right? So I used to like and I would really wait till like the last minute. I remember buying a costume like like I'm gonna say Christmas Day. My goodness, that is the last minute. Um, <laughs> no, or really, really ahead of time. Really ahead of time. I'm like Halloween Day, like on the way to the the party because I just couldn't decide. So I eventually came to this. I had uh, a backup costume, and I still have this. It is the TV show The Office. The uniform they wear in the warehouse. Yeah, I have one of those. Which somebody gave to me. I love it. It's a whole separate story. I didn't buy it. It was it was gifted randomly. I 
I'll tell that story quick. I complimented someone's shirt and they gave me their shirt. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> at work. Yeah. So anyways. Um, yeah, nothing about that sounds weird. No, nothing sounds that uh, sounds weird about that at all. But you, you don't really like dressing up for Halloween, do you? No. No? Mm-hmm. Then why do you do it if you don't like it? Oh, the social pressure. The social obviously. pressure? Yeah, yeah. You don't, I mean, like, you don't have to. I mean, like, you're a confident, independent woman. I mean, you can at, do whatever you want. At this point, yeah, I could probably show up to the Halloween party we're going to without a costume on and, like, it would be fine. But I feel like that was a big no-no. Like, to oh, your you point, like, back yeah. in the day, like, yeah. if I was, like, the curmudgeon who showed mm-hmm. up, like, mm-hmm. to the Halloween party just, like, quote-unquote, dressed as myself, like, mm-hmm. no. But I always did, I feel like, group costumes because then I didn't have to think about it. Sure. So, like... Well, definitely in college, it was always group costumes. Um, sure. Which helped. And then then I got like deep into like the pun costume and I had a lot more fun with that. Ooh, give us your best so, pun costume. I think my best was I went as a spelling bee one year. So oh, good. I dressed up as a bee. I see. And then I put letters all over myself. That's pretty good. So I was clever. a spelling bee. Yeah, that I think it was I that year, maybe my it was the next you, year. Yes. Um, one of my friends went as a card shark, which was a costume that I came up with where they were a shark and then we put cards all over it. I went as a holy cow where oh I wore a cow gosh. costume and I had a halo. I, I was a, so I didn't do the pun thing. I was a refrigerator okay. one year. No pun, just a fridge. Um, it was a hit. Yeah. It was a hit. I just, I got a box from Lowe's. And Did I, you put actual like beer in your fridge? I, well, so yeah, what I did is I duct taped it to my chest. It, I mean, for when I was like, I was like 19, right? And so yeah. people would open the door and like rip the beers yeah, off yeah. my chest. Um, but that was hard. I remember wearing that to a party where we were dancing and I kept yes, hating people. I kept hating people and they eventually politely asked me to remove my costume <laughs> for safety reasons. Yeah. Um, the, the costume I'm actually the most proud of is the one that I put the least effort into. Um... And I'll tell you why I'll get to why I'm most proud of it. I was Tom from MySpace. Okay, yeah. And all I had to do is I printed out the MySpace logo from from Google and I pinned it to my shirt kind of like you would for a marathon. Mm-hmm. And then I found a hi, my name is sticker and wrote Tom, right? And I, it was on like a white shirt. So I, I, I just, that's all I really did. Um, and I'm proud of it because I posted a picture of it and somehow Mashable.com Got a hold of it and included me on one of those lists of like oh. uh, Halloween costumes that you, it was a Halloween costumes only millennials born, whatever. I didn't realize I was dating a celebrity. Oh yeah. Big deal. Huh. Big Who deal. Knew? I should have printed out that article. Yeah. Put it on the, put it on the wall. You could have. Put it on the wall. You could have. Could have, um, didn't. You want to hear something really sad? Um, Maybe. You want to know what one of like a popular Halloween costume that they're selling at Party City is this year? Jack Sparrow. Maybe, but that's not where oh, I was okay. going. <laughs> I, read, I read that that's like really popular this year, which makes no sense because Pirates of the Caribbean is not new. Uh, go ahead. What What is No, it? just like, like mid 2000s. So like us, like the costumes are what us? we wore. We wear the costume now? We're the costume now. What What is that? What does that look like? Um, what do I look like? Well, it's not you specifically. I actually don't know what it would be like for a guy, but it has like. What was it for you? Like, like. Um, the pictures that I saw, like that are, that come in like the pack, uh-huh. whatever are like the flip cell phone, like razor, like cell phones, like that we grew up with, you know, are they the actual ones? Because no one needs that anymore. So they just have like these <laughs> no, old phones, but like, like plastic ones like that, like butterfly clips. Um, oh my, I'm surprised they don't come with Uggs, but an iPod shuffle. Yeah, probably. There's nothing that makes you feel more old than when your generation is a costume. Yeah. Well, we yeah. had, I guess, ninety. we had 90s costumes. We did. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't, 
I don't think I ever went for Halloween like that, but there was a, I think we had a 90s dance in I school. I definitely in high went school. to, yeah, like 90s themed dances. Which would be the equivalent, right? I don't even remember what we wore for that. Oh, that feels weird. This all feels weird. Yeah. 90s, like... 90s wardrobing is kind of like now wardrobing. Well, everything recycles, right? Yeah, when it comes like when overalls it, and denim on denim. Comes through that. Um, I just a quick side note, I want to just mention there's probably a lot of people who listen to this podcast that aren't from the Rochester or Buffalo area uh, and don't care at all about the Bills. But I realized you know you're in Bills country. Like you know that is the number one team uh when this happens to you. We were at a corn maze over the weekend and somebody who was doing the corn maze far away. Couldn't, we couldn't see them mm-hmm. started chanting. Hey, and everybody in the corn maze. Yep. Chanted it back. Every single, which person. is like the bill. If you're not a football thing, that's like the bills chant every person. It was really fun. It, it, yeah, it brought me back to like, I don't know, cheering at like high school sports or something. We were, like, we were it was, it was a corn maze at 1045 on a random yep. day. Yep. Nowhere near, but I mean, like we're not in Buffalo. No. And it was kind of fun too because we actually couldn't really, like you're in a corn maze so you can't really see the other people and you kind of forget there's other people around. And it was like, oh, we're not lost in the corn. There's other, there's other humans. We cheated like crazy. Shh. It's fine. We gotta, we gotta own it. We gotta own it. (laughs) No, they're gonna come find us. They're gonna come find us. We cheated so they didn't have to come find us (laughs) in the corn. It was very difficult, the corn maze. Yeah. Um, Speaking of sports, by the way, I just have to mention, when did pickleball become like such a cultural phenomenon. Have you noticed this is like, no. so more and more celebrities keep posting that they're, they're buying pickleball teams. Tom Brady just bought a, a, you ready for this? a major league pickleball team. I hope you're sitting down. You are. I can see you. Um, <laughs> yes. Major league pickleball is a thing. I read something. I forgot what celebrities. So this is going to be a great story, but like not a, not a, not a sports celebrity uh, was featured on again, sit down pickleball magazine which is a thing and um in november there's going to be a celebrity pickleball tournament on tv hosted by stephen colbert i'm not talking about like some weird like you gotta like subscribe to peacock and it's like you got a deep deep thing no this is like broadcast television you need the the bunny ears it's broadcast for free we just like run out of content in the world i think that's what happened we ran out of content i thought i really thought pickleball was just something that people played in high school like we played that in our our high school yeah we did too i can't remember how it had Ping pong paddles I don't remember and a tennis how either. court, I think. All I remember is being very disappointed. No pickles were involved, and I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this is really becoming a thing, I hope all of their sponsors are just different pickle brands. Vlasic. Vlasic Pickles has to be yeah. number one. If I worked for Major League Pickleball, I'd be like knocking on the door of every major pickle. Yeah. Conglom- big pickle. Big pickle. Big pickle. Uh, we always end with a random fact. This... This is this blew my mind. So the U.S. president who had the most children was John Tyler. Mm-hmm. He was president in the 1840s. Guess Tip- how many kids? Typical. Oh yeah. Tyler too. Guess how many kids? How many kids? Sixteen kids. That's way too many kids. Yeah, and and here's the part that is even crazier. Again, hope you're sitting down. Sit down even farther. Um, he he still has a living grandson. I'm sorry. Who? What? John Tyler, president uh-huh. of the United States in the 1840s. His yes, yes I know who John Tyler is. Grandson, mm-hmm. not great grandson. There's no great series. Not great. Just grandson still alive. He's 93 years old. And the only way this is possible is because he had kids. John Tyler had kids. I mean, he had 16. He had some so late in his life. And then apparently some of his kids also had kids late. So there's a 93 year old man who can say my grandpa was president of the United States in 1840 something. Huh. 
He wasn't the most well-liked president, so that's unfortunate for his grandson. Do you think that's the first thing that people say like when they find out that your your grandpa was alive in the 1840s and the president? Yeah, he wasn't my favorite. Who has a, who has <laughs> an opinion, a political opinion about a president from the 1840s? We had to learn a lot about the presidents for AP U.S. history. Um, Can you name them all? I used to be able to, but I, think I don't I could. think I can anymore. I'm like, so do you remember Sporkle? Oh, I used to love Sporkle.com. Okay. So you for have anyone, to explain. Yeah, okay. For everyone listening, because I don't, I feel like Sporkle was like a very short, it like, was a niche short era, thing. but basically there were just all these quizzes and they timed you and graded you and I don't know, but, um, but it was fun. What a bunch of nerds we are. We're like, Hey, yes. we took quizzes for fun, for fun. Yeah. And so it was definitely a very big thing. Like 2009, 2010 sure. to know all the presidents in order on the Sporkle quiz. Mm. And I got really, really good at it. But now I'm not like I haven't practiced in a while, so I feel like sure. I'm be a little rusty. We have a, a friend who can name every single president in order and can tell you like the years and like if I said, uh, "Hey, his name's Dan," if I was like, "Hey, Dan, who was president twelve? He'd be like, blah, 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 blah. "That's probably why he's a teacher." That's true. Uh, another Debbins on demand for you here next week Thursday. Have a phenomenal day. Talk to you later. Bye. Wait, never mind. We're back. I just I hit I hit stop record and then Ariel was like I need I need to share a fact about John Tyler that you had but you wanted to double check to I make had to sure fact check it and it's real all right it's share, real. share your fun fact <laughs> okay so President Tyler was considered the president without a party um, okay so he like did not have a political party when he was in office and his mm-hmm. cabinet like didn't support him so the joke I was gonna make is that he have to have 16 kids because he didn't have support from his political party and he needed to make, you know, his, make, make, make his own. Make his own party. Make his own party. We'll be back next week, folks. <laughs> More content like this. Yes. More knee slappers. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.